Welcome once again this morning. We want to thank you for joining with us. If you're watching via the internet, we want, to know, we want you to know that we believe you are a part of us. In fact, that's one of the reasons why we're going to such extent to make sure you can join with us today. You know, my wife this morning is watching at home. Hello, honey. And my, you know, my, uh, my daughter-in-law uh, uh, is, is watching. My son, perhaps, in Korea. Uh, you know, people all over the world are watching. And uh, I've got a niece this morning. She'll be going to work pretty soon. She's watching as well. All these people tell me every day that, oh, wow, that, you know, that, that made an impact today. That was good. I want to thank you so much for your encouragement as well. For those of you that are here, thank you. The crowds have been tremendous. We've been so blessed to have uh, so many people turn out this early in the morning. And today, just like every other day, we're going to add a step to our success in life. One step. Now, as I shared with you before, these 30 steps that we are discussing are not designed to make you successful in 30 days, although you most likely will gain much more success before the 30 days than what you had before in the projects that are ongoing in your life. In those projects that are ready to mature, just one more step often can be the trigger that causes fruit to begin to fall into your lap. And so expect your life to be even more successful every day, day by day, as you continue to employ these certain and simple principles. Y'all remember what they are, right? The first step, what was it? Dream, okay. And you remember that we are unleashing our imagination day by day. In, in the event, on the very first day, you weren't facing some situation or circumstance of life that you needed to deal with or that you wanted to change, maybe you get into the 10th day and all of a sudden you run across something and you realize that, my goodness, this is something I really need to address. I would like for this to change. Then remember, go back to step one. Don't start at step 10 and say to God, God, I want to unleash my imagination, Lord. I want you to inspire me with creative, inventive ideas, Lord. God, give me knowledge of witty things that I can do, God. Witty inventions, that's what the Word of God says, that God will give us knowledge of witty inventions. He will give you an inventive, a creative spirit, and he will inspire that. And when he inspires you, you can begin to understand things that you didn't understand before. And so make sure that you work this plan. The first three steps are so important. We, in, we, we have an inspired uh, imagination from God. We get a hold to a dream, a God encounter about this, which gives us a purpose. It gives us the big picture. Like Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church. Okay? It was the big picture. And then he went from that big picture and began to develop a plan. He began to ponder, how would I do this? And what steps do I need to take? And we'll do this and we'll do that and we'll do the other thing. And when he got it all, decided what he was going to do, then came forth that pursuit. The purpose, the plan, the pursuit. That dream, the meditation, the pondering on it, and then engaging actually in that declaration. A life that's stepping out, stepping out of the boat and walking on the water. You know, you won't do a whole lot of walking on the water in the boat. Now, out on the water, you could get a little bit wet, by the way, but don't worry. Jesus is there crying out to him. He'll lift you up, and y'all can have this wonderful experience, and you can talk about all the things you should have done and didn't do. You can find a whole lot more out about how you failed later on. But isn't it amazing when Peter wanted to uh, walk on the water and Peter got back to the boat? Yes, he was wet. And there were 12, you know, uh, uh, people that had that opportunity there. He took that opportunity to get out of that boat. Yes, he was wet. And while he was sitting over in the corner of the boat, pondering how he perhaps could do it better next time and all the things that were going on in his life, don't you know some of those people, some of his friends were laughing at him. Don't you know some were saying, did you see him sink? Did you see him? He had to cry out, you know, oh, oh, don't you know? You know, he looked at him, he's all wet. Certainly he was sitting over there dripping. Maybe he was cold. But don't you know what Peter was thinking? While they were thinking, he's wet. He's wet. He failed. He failed. He's sitting over there thinking, I walked on water. 
I walked on water. I mean, even one step. Come on now, give, give him some credit here. Even one step was so much more than anybody in the boat did. And listen, it just comes from having a, a real purpose, a plan. Come, get out of the boat. Come on. And then the pursuit, a real declaration that I'm stepping out on the word of God, on faith. I'm stepping out on the plan, and I'm going to get out there. Uh, and, and, and Jesus was always right there just to lift him back up. So there is that dream. After that dream, there is that uh, meditation. Then there is the declaration. And then Fourthly, we began to add to us some elements of life that we can use, not in any set form, not in any set pattern, but just these elements that we add to our life, the element of relationship, the element of presentation. And today, we're going to talk about this element of participation. Participation. Simply this, that Peter participated in something that was just an imagination, something that was wild, something that, that, that was just a dream perhaps. You know, what Peter did is that he got up, okay? He just, he just got himself up, and he got himself over, and then he got himself in. And those are the three things that we must do to participate. Often we are participating in something that maybe last time we or others we know of failed in. You know, Peter, how in the world could he have any experience to draw on about walking on water? Come on, he had never walked on water, I'm guessing. No one else he ever knew except Jesus walked on water, and they thought Jesus was some spirit. But nonetheless, he got up. We have to get up. We have to get ourselves up, even after a failure. you got to get yourself back up. The apostle Paul... You you know, whenever the snake reached out of the fire and bit him, the Bible says when he should have died, he shook it off and he got himself back in the game. And that's exactly what we have to do. You can't be afraid of fires for the rest of your life. You can't be afraid of getting out of the boat for the rest of your life. You can't be afraid of getting out on the water for the rest of your life. You have to get up. You have to get out of the things and get over the things that, 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 that last time or that your mind is telling you it won't work. It won't work. It won't work. No, it may not have before, but being inspired by God, stepping out of the boat, pursuing what God said to pursue, even though it has never worked before, even though no one else you know has ever even attempted it or maybe attempted and failed. Nonetheless, if you will just get up, Get up in that day of appointment. Get up in that day of declaration. Get up every day after that and get over all of the things that tell you that you can't and then get in. Get up, get over, get in. Get into that game because without participation, most likely you are not going to accomplish anything. Look at all the miracles in the Bible from Naaman the leper. You remember Naaman the leper that went to the prophet and said, I'm a leper. And the prophet said, go dip in the river Jordan seven times. He refused to participate. I'm not going to participate in that. No, no, that's beneath me. I am, I am somebody of importance. And that river is dirty. We have cleaner rivers where I come from. I'm not going to participate. I'm not going to do that. But yet, a friend convinced him. And what did the friend convince him to do? All the friend said is, please participate. You know, just, just get up. Just get over all of your other preconceived ideas and all of the other reasons why you don't want to participate and participate. You see, we must participate. 
At times, you may have to put your hands to the work, even work that seems beneath you, even work that you don't want to do, even work that belongs to others, even things that maybe aren't yours. You need to develop a lifestyle of participation, even if they aren't singing the song that is your favorite song or working the plan that was your idea or going the direction that you chose or to the restaurant that you wanted to go to even if it's the restaurant that fixes food that you don't even like to eat if you go there with a sour puss on your mouth and then and end up having an attitude of well I'm going to be here but I'm not going to participate <laughs> that is not going to make you successful in life it won't make your marriage a success. It won't make your family a success. It won't make your job success. It, it won't make you a success, nor will it make you the kind of person that anybody wants to promote or anybody even wants to be around after a while. If you have one of those sull up, not going to participate, I'm going to make you pay. I'm going I'm, I'm to send you signals that I don't like what's going on. And I'll just try to send you some subliminal signals. It's not subliminal. Everybody knows that you're a stick in the mud. Okay? participate participate you see the focus scripture today is in Genesis 39 and you'll see it in this scripture verses 3 and 4 the Lord made all that Joseph all he did to prosper in his hand the Lord made all that Joseph did all that he did say did did thank you now you out there in in internet land say did oh thank you i heard that no i didn't really <laughs> but uh, all that he did to prosper what if he did did nothing well then god would have had nothing to work with what if joseph had have said i shouldn't be here no i'm not working for potiphar no no, I, 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 you know, and so they beat him on the back maybe seven or eight times to make him pick up that stick of wood and carry it in the house. And he laid it down, he went back out and didn't did nothing else. You know? No, Joseph became the chief steward in the house of Potiphar so that nothing that Potiphar had was, 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 was outside of his command with the exception of Potiphar's wife was the only thing that Potiphar didn't give him in all of his household. Why? Because evidently Joseph was not a sullen, sucking kind of guy. He absolutely participated. He participated. And it's important. The Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand so Joseph found favor in his master's sight. You want to know what will give you favor? Participation. Participation will give you favor, even especially if you have a history of sending those subliminal signals of, I don't like what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know? If you change and begin to participate with the right attitude, building relationship, and making a better presentation of your life, you will find yourself a candidate by promotion because the master, in the master's sight, Joseph found favor. Why? Because he was participating and God was working with him to make the things he did work out. Then he made, and, and the Bible goes on to say there, so Joseph found favor in the master's sight and served him. Served him. He served this foreigner that had purchased him off the auction block. He's, yes, he served him. He participated at the place where he was. Why did Joseph serve him? Because Joseph was a servant. 
He wasn't in his former life. He wasn't at his former job. He wasn't in his former responsibilities. But Joseph woke up one day and Joseph was a slave. Now he just had to, he just had to get up in his slavery, get over all of the problems about now I'm a slave and get into the game of being a great slave. Hello? <laughs> Participate. He, you know, some of you are going to wake up in a situation you didn't ask for and you don't even want. But you're going to have to get up if you're going to be successful for your future and achieve the dreams that God has for you. And you're going to have to get over all the things you couldn't change and all the things that seems wrong and all the woe is me and poor me and all the sad and bad. and all. I'm, I'm sorry, but get over it and get back in the game. And you may be getting in the different game than you're used to playing in. Joseph was used to playing in the favored son game. Now he was in the you're nothing you're a slave, you're a piece of property game. Okay. Much like it is with women when they get married the day after they get married. <laughs> Hello. I hope it's not that way, but so often I deal with people who have come down that road. Joseph served him. Then he made him overseer of his house. And all that he had he put under his authority. You see, the truth is God demands that we participate in our miracles. God demands, no matter what miracle it is, from Naaman the leper to the little woman with the, with, 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 with the oil uh, that, that had the sons that were going to be sold into slavery themselves, God demanded she participate. The first thing the prophet said was, well, what do you have? She said, well, I don't have anything. No, what do you have? Well, all I have in my house is a little oil. Then you take the oil and you get your sons to go out and borrow some vessels and you come in and you shut the door and you, lady, you, you pour. And after you finish pouring, you go and sell everything that you have and you pay your debt. You've got to participate. God's not going to twinkle his eye. He's not going to, you know, fold his arms and blink his eyes. He's not going to twinkle his nose. He's not going to just cause this to disappear except you participate. He's not going to take care of the leprosy except you participate. The little woman with the issue of blood, when she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind, even though all of her experience said there's nothing can help. She had been to many physicians. She had spent all of her living. She had been 12 years trying to help with this thing. However, she was willing to get up to get over all the reasons why not, and to get into the game. Get up, get over, get in, participate. Participate in the game. Don't be unthankful for the opportunities that God gives you to participate. God sends opportunities your way. Even Elijah, you know, when, when, when God sent ravens, you know what ravens are? Basically, ravens are buzzards. God sent buzzards to bring Elijah food. Elijah could have sat there and said, wait, wait, I'm the man of God. I am, I'm the hero in this story. I am the, you know, I'm the main character. You know what I mean? I'm the star of this show. I'm going to have to eat what buzzards bring. Do you know what buzzards bring you? I'm going to have to eat what buzzards bring me. Participate. Participate and be thankful for every opportunity God gives you. Often the road which leads to somewhere you want to go leads somewhere through, through somewhere you don't want to go. Let me say that again. Often the road that leads to somewhere you want to go will lead you through somewhere you don't want to go, you don't want to be. You may have to flip burgers. You may have to, you know, I, I, I was a janitor at one time, and I enjoyed doing my janitorial work because I knew I was going somewhere and this is just what it took to get there. I needed some extra money for my family and so I went and I began to clean some gyms and I just went and, and listen, those gym people are nasty, stinky people. But anyway, you know, if you do not 
have a job. Let me tell you, let me throw this in here. You have a 40-hour-a-week job finding one, okay? Be thankful for the opportunity to look for one. Be thankful and participate. Don't sit around the house waiting on God to send you a job, waiting on a phone call, okay? Get up. Get over it. I'm sorry you're fired. Get over it. Get back in the game. Participate, okay? Let's read our Overcomer's Confession this morning. Are you ready? Let's read this together. Say it out loud with me. Those of you watching by the internet, viewing by the web, you can download the Overcomer's Confession. Let's say this together. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. What can you do about your day? Well, get the right attitude about where you are and what you're doing. You see, you must take what you have. You must start where you are and do the very, very best that you can. That is the key today. That add, you add that to your life. You see, you serve where you are. And you make where you are as successful as you can. Make your slavery, make your, your, your kingship, make your, 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 your being a husband, a wife, a child, a father, an employer, an employee, wherever you are, make that as successful as you can by participating. And when things don't go like you think they ought to go, get up, get over, get back in the game participate. Don't let things knock you out. The Bible says that God gave uh, 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 um, the apostle Paul a word. And this word that God gave him is my grace is sufficient. Why was God having to tell the apostle Paul that I can help you? Because the apostle Paul had a thorn in the flesh. This thorn was that every time he got up, he got knocked back down, buffeted, but he got back up as every righteous person does. Though he's knocked down seven times, he'll rise again. Get over it and get back in. Second Thessalonians 3.10 says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Okay? You've got to participate. Luke, the 16th chapter, verse 12 says, if you hadn't been faithful in what belongs to other people, where you are, even if you're a slave, then God won't give you that which is your own. And for goodness sakes, don't be too good to participate. Even if God tells you like he did the little widow woman, go and borrow empty vessels, not just a few. You see, we must get up. We must get over and we must get in. The key to success, participate. Participate today. God bless you.